Welcome to the Pain-Free Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jones. I am a certified personal trainer, and I'm here to help you achieve your fitness goals without pain. In each episode, I'll share tips and strategies that will help you stay safe and pain-free while you're working out. I'll also interview experts in the field of fitness and pain management. So if you're ready to learn how to stay active and pain-free, then subscribe to the Pain-Free Athlete Podcast today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Pain-Free Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jones, and today I wanted to embark on a uh, Frequently Asked Questions podcast. As a fitness trainer, I generally... Uh, you know, I go to parties and, oh, what do you do? And it's like, well, the obvious is I teach high school. So um, people are always interested to hear about that. But then when I say I'm a fitness trainer, there's a different um, type of mentality that kind of happens, right? People have questions and they're so curious. And then, of course, um, there's always the the person who's like, well, I got this thing in my shoulder and now I need to kind of figure out how to do it. Do you have any ideas? Um, so I thought that it would be a good idea for me to kind of hit some of those things, uh, you know, curiosity questions that I get. So uh, might as well just get started. So probably my number one question that I get asked is, um, do I have to work out every day? And the answer is yes, <laughs> right? So you're going to have to create a habit. And if you start, if you're just starting and you don't work out every day, that means that you're not creating a habit and then it's easy to go, oh, my toe hurts or, oh, it's a little cold outside. I don't want to go, you know, those kinds of things. And then you immediately fall out of the habit and then there's nothing you can do about it, right? So... Um, now what do I mean by working out every day? That means that you have your days where you go to the gym, right? So I'm going to go and I'm going to lift weights or I'm going to ride the elliptical, whatever it's going to be. And then you have days where you just get out and move your body. And so that means going for a walk around the block, uh, going for a hike with your friends, taking the dog out for a walk uh, a little bit longer than you would normally do for them to do their business. But also, you know, you, they get a chance to sniff, you get a chance to get a little exercise in, and that always helps. Um, stretching. So doing some stretching um, for those days where you're like, okay, you know, yesterday I worked out at the gym, today's going to be a yoga day, or today's going to be a flexibility day or a mobility day, whatever it may be. But having a set schedule for every day allows you to create the habit, feel good about moving your body. And then before you know it, then it becomes a regular thing. And then your brain depends on it and all that kind of good stuff. So, of course, the CDC recommends 30 minutes a day, five days a week, plus, um, and that's like cardio-type HIIT training, you know, and then they say two days of strength training. Um, If you're a female above the age of 40, I would say you really need to increase your strength training to more than two days. Uh, Just because we're losing muscle mass, things are going to start happening hormonally, so it's just smarter for you to... Um, make that adjustment and go three or four days of strength training. Of course, keeping in the cardio, um, but you know it doesn't have to take that long. And that leads me to question number two: How long is a workout? Um, I know some people who go to the gym for three hours. I'm not sure what the hell you're doing for three hours. <laughs> 
because that's a really long time. So either you're one of those people who's just sitting on the machine on your phone uh, or the gym bro with the, you know, your phone off the side so I can, you know, you can videotape your uh, squats or whatever you're doing. I don't know. Um, there's no reason to go to the gym for three hours because th- that feels like torture. And maybe that's just me because my attention span doesn't last that long. So three hours seems like a really insane amount of time to go. Um, so, you know, my deal is 30 minutes. I go for 30 minutes. I walk in there. I do a little bit of cardio, warm up, you know, stretch to warm up, that kind of thing. I do my weightlifting. Um, you know, I don't do the recommended, you know, one minute rest per set because I'm also not pushing to failure. So there's no real need to do that. It's like when I'm ready to go, then I go and I do my next set and I'm just really listening to my body and being in tune with my body. Um, but generally I do three or four exercises for whatever body part I'm working on. So if that's legs, then it's legs. If it's upper body, then I choose, right? Chest, back, whatever. And then I throw in one or two core exercises and then I'm out. And a little bit, it kind of feels like you didn't do a whole lot. But on the other end, if you work and you use your time efficiently, 30 minutes is enough time for you to get in a good workout, especially because, you know, everybody's got something, right? You got kids to pick up, you have, you know, your side gigs to get to, right? There's all these reasons for you to do that. So why not, you know, make it a short workout, at least you feel like you accomplished something, go me, and then you get to go and live your life. All right. Um, do I need to warm up? Yes, you need to warm up, right? And the reason why is because you're going to reduce the likelihood of you getting injured. And warming up is essential. I've talked about that in previous podcasts when we were talking about mobility. A warm-up should be literally a warm-up. Go for a light jog, walk around the block, walk backwards, you know, whatever it is for you. That's a good idea for a warm-up. And then it's dynamic stretching, right? So you're twisting, you're moving, you're getting things ready for them to be, um, you know, for you to put pressure on them, right? Meaning using weights, whatever it may be. So always good to warm up as well as cool down, right? When you're done, you stretch, you know, this is the static stretching. This is the getting your breath together, you know, thinking about what you're going to do next, whatever it may be. Again, it's your choice how to do it. I'm not saying you need to warm up for 30 minutes before you do a workout. Now, if you're a power lifter, yeah, you probably should, right? Because you're going to be putting a tremendous amount of weight and pressure on your body. So it's always a good idea to make sure that you are thoroughly warm before you're doing that. If you're just doing, you know, a normal routine, a good warm up for five, seven minutes is probably enough to get you started. And then you gradually build into the exercises, right? So you don't start going, I'm going to do, you know, 150 pound deadlifts, right? To start off with, you you know, maybe if you even do that, you choose to say, I'm just going to deadlift the bar first. And then I'm going to progressively get the weight up as I'm feeling more comfortable in the movement. All right. Um, how do I get started? Right? Again, doing your thing, making sure that you are doing what you can tolerate. Um, you know, there are a gazillion workouts out there on YouTube. There's a bunch of stuff that you can download. Um, there are apps out the butt that you, I mean, there's just so many different things and it's almost to the point where it's like an oversaturation of information for you to get. 
So if you're, you know, training for a race, say I'm going to run a 10K or something like that, there are plenty of things that I can get. I can download a form, figure out what works for me, and then work it into my daily routine, right? If you always have, you know, carpool pickup on Wednesdays, then, you know, maybe that's not a good day for you to run it and you shift it off. Maybe you're, you know, typically have plans with your family on the weekend, so you have to find a different day to do your long run. You make it work however you need to. The whole idea about getting started is to make sure that you're doing something within your realm, right? Meaning like you don't want to go and start off like gangbusters working out an hour a day and then doing all the stuff to the point where you're sore. And of course, if you're too sore, then you're all, I'm going to avoid that, right? Because the brain is telling you that's painful. Don't do that shit again, right? <laughs> and especially, you know, if it happens to be legs, right? You don't want to sit down on the toilet, you know, those kinds of things, or you need the bars to help you get down. Um, but if you do that, then you're not ready to go and do it again, right? Because being that sore is not fun. So a lot of times getting started is just a couple of exercises, you know, three exercises minimum is a good way to get started. Then you start feeling good about yourself. And then you start getting curious and you can add on things or you could do different things or you could find people who have uh, different interests than you, you know, so then you go play pickleball or you go play basketball or you go rollerblading or whatever it may be. Um, getting started slow gives you confidence to be able to do the things that you want to do later. Going out like a crazy person is only going to reinforce that this is not right for you and then you don't want to do it. What do I do if I don't like to work out, right? How many times do I hear that from people? They're like, I hate working out, you know, and my question always is, well, what is working out to you, right? Because maybe going to the gym is a nightmare, right? You don't want to go because, you know, you may be like, I don't want to be wearing workout clothes in front of those people. They're weird. You know, maybe you just don't want to go because you don't have the money to go. Um, you know, there's a variety of reasons why people don't necessarily want to go, want to go to the gym. You need to figure out if you would like to be fit, if you'd like to move your body, you need to figure out what's good for you. For some people, it's riding a bike, uh, joining a club, right, where you ride bikes together. So then you find people that are, you know, of the same interest or maybe different interests, who knows, and you go and you spend time and you go for a ride every weekend or something like that. That is a nice way to get some exercise, do something that is fun, and then meet new people in the process without it being like, I'm going to the gym five days a week. Not everybody is built for the gym. Um, maybe you're a dancer, and not a formal dancer, but maybe you like to go dancing. So maybe you go dancing. Guess what? That's working out. And if you go two or three times a week or you find a dance class or you want to learn something different, do hip hop or do ballroom or something, and that's something that you're curious about, guess what? That's a workout. So it doesn't have to look like what the world sees as a workout. Um, it doesn't have to be with weights or, you know, any of that. You don't have to buy gear to do what you want to do, right? It could just be something that you normally do. I have people that I know that like to roller skate. And so they go and they roller skate. And you know what? They'll probably kick my ass because they can roller skate, right? And it's again, and they're more fit doing that. That's their thing. So when you're getting started, it's best to identify like what is something that I can do that's enjoyable and not going to be something that I'm going to avoid later, right? Again, 
if you don't want to go to the gym because you don't want to be around the gym bros or, you know, whatever, and I shouldn't be picking on them because there's some interesting women at the gym as well. But if you don't want to go do that, then don't, right? Save your money, you know, don't get bothered, you know, don't get sucked into it takes money out every month and, you know, whatever, and I'm not going. So just go and find something because moving is what keeps your brain sharp, right? And I won't even go into the benefits of dance and remembering dance steps or swimming and what swimming does for your body and how that helps you. Um, and I love swimming. And, you know, that's something that you can go do. It could be a social thing. And it's kind of a nice social thing because you only stop, talk at the wall for a couple of minutes, and then you do your little sets. And then when you get tired, you talk again. So it's not necessarily like a super social thing unless you go for like water fitness. And that is a great thing to do as well. And that may be a good place to get started, right? You know, you're in the water, you can, you know, you're not going to hopefully get too sore, uh, unless you're me, and then you do silly crap. But um, you know, doing the exercises and you go through it and you're like, this is good for my body, but I don't feel it, right? It's not that I'm going to be sore for a million years. It's not something so um, exerting that I can't function when I get out of the pool. You do feel a little heavier when you get out of the pool, especially around here because our pools have salt in them. So there's a false sense of security because you're like, I'm so late. I'm just bouncing around. This is fantastic. And then you start to walk out of the pool and you're like, holy moly, I feel so heavy and my legs aren't strong enough to get me out. Anyway, I digress. So that's something, right? What is something that you like that you're passionate about or not even passionate, but what have you like that isn't torturous to you to go ahead and do, right? If lifting weights isn't your thing, then don't do it. All right. So then the next question always is, when do I eat? Right? Because I have made, I don't even know how many different mistakes with nutrition while working out. And it's amazing because I can definitely talk from experience. And so um, if you're going to work out, whatever it may be, even if you're going dancing, you know, swimming, whatever it is, at least eat some protein a couple of hours before you go, right? You want to make sure that your body is doing well. Some people exercise fasted. God bless you. Um, I never find that I have good workouts when I'm on an empty stomach. And I mean, fasted like 12 hours, whatever it may be. Um, those are never really great workouts where I'm like, I feel so strong kind of thing. It never it's okay. Um, I don't think I would do endurance workouts fasted. Um, but that's just me. But some people also when they run, they feel nauseous if they have food in their belly. So you know, you have to figure out what works for you. And there's a lot of experimentation that needs to kind of happen. For sure. After you finish your workout, get something to eat, right? You you know, have done a bunch of things, right? You have moved around a lot of stuff and your cells need fuel. And so by eating within 30 minutes of working out, you're doing, you know, your body good. It could be a protein shake. It could be, um, you know, half a sandwich if you have something like that. Or if you have, if it's a long workout, like a lot of times we'd go for bike rides and then afterward we stop for breakfast, that's, you know, totally fine. But just making sure that what you're doing is refueling your body and putting you in the best position for recovery because, you know, what happens when you don't? I'm sore. And you need to know the difference between sore and pain. 
And right, if something hurts longer than a few days, then you're you know dipping into the pain category. If it's just sore when you're moving, those kinds of things, and you know that it's sore, then it's just sore and you got to work it out. So what's the best thing for soreness is to make sure you move, right? So um, unfortunately, I think if you're sore from riding a bike, it's probably not the best thing to get back on the bike just because, you know, bits and stuff are sore. So it's never good to get back on the bike seat. Um, but anything else, move. You know, if your legs hurt, you had a leg day, go ride a bike. You know, just so that you can move all that lactic acid, push it out of your body, allow your body to do what it's meant to do, which is process it and get rid of it, right? So riding a bike, doing some kind of movement. Now, I don't say like have back-to-back heavy days. That's not what you want to do, but you just need to move things around so that you kind of get rid of that soreness. If you're a massage person, sometimes that's nice, Um, you know, especially if you know you're going to have a hard workout or a long workout, Going to a massage therapist afterward is always, you know, a good thing because it just helps move things along. Not all of us can afford that, so I totally understand that. So those are some of the questions um, that I've been asked. I have more, but I just figured this was a nice start for us just to kind of figure out what you need to do and how do you get started. Of course, you can email me at a podcast. I don't even know the what was I going to say? Uh, the pain, pain free athlete podcast at Gmail. That is the email, right? Um, at gmail.com. And uh, let me know if you have any questions about some of the topics that I've covered, or if you're interested in future topics, um, or you have good ideas for future topics, let me know. Do not forget to rate and review so that you can find me in the future or help somebody who may have uh, find some value in the information that I'm sharing. And I will catch you next time.